Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have, after five long years, Super Mario 128. So, you demanded it. Let me take you a step back, guys. (laughs) I don't even know. Uh, On this day, or maybe it was the day before or after this day, um, of this month, Five years ago, me and Dr. Leviathan did Super Mario 64, a creepypasta. Or at least a creepypasta of Super Mario 64. Um, Was it just called Super Mario 64? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, this story has nothing to do with that story. Like, it's not a sequel or anything like that. But I thought it would be fun to do, see if there was uh, any creepypastas on the Super Mario 128, which Mm -hmm. was a thing that uh, in the gaming community mm-hmm. during that the drought of of Super Mario games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh, like if you, you if you wiki up Super Mario one, Super Mario 128, you'll find a bunch of information about like the tech demos and um uh, like game like previews and stuff that were coming out between like basically Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how like that demo basically evolved into Super Mario Sunshine and Luigi's Mansion mm. for the GameCube. But yeah, so we found a creepypasta that is of the soup that's uh, that somebody decided to take ideas for from the Super Mario 20, 128 and make it into a lost video game creepypasta. Um, that person being K.I. Simpson on creepypasta.wiki. And how about Gamer in Yellow do the honors of doing the rundown? Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sufficiently, uh, <clears throat> I guess, prepared. Pilot the rundown, gamer. Otherwise, I have to. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. It's fine. I'm only partially um, in a food coma from that giant waffle. <laughs> so it's okay. That's fair. I'll, I'll probably get through this. So there's... Just immediately pass it. Alright, so um, the story begins... Saying, there's a ton of Mario games out there. There is a dry spell of Mario platformers between 1997 and 2005, only having Mario Sunshine being released. And this is why. Uh, modern games are getting more realistic and violent. PlayStation was winning the console wars. And N64 and GameCube weren't doing too well. So Nintendo tried making a more realistic and violent Mario game to fit with the times, essentially. Uh, they were saying that they wanted Mario and Luigi to act more like adults. Which may or may not be an actual quote. From yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto. I, I, I could see it. Um, like again, dealing with like that time, that dark time of like Nintendo's profits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the game essentially that was scrapped after years of development, and it, as you said, became Luigi's Mansion and uh, Mario Sunshine. Yeah, Nerdman, our favorite character. Oh yeah, Nair. Who can forget Nair? Yeah, you got a copy of uh, an unfinished Mario One Twenty Eight, and this is essentially how it goes. Start up black screen, white text saying Mar- Mario 28, I guess, right? Yeah, basically. <clears throat> and uh, on starting, a text box comes up, 
uh, from Bowser basically saying, I took, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. I took Peach. She'll die tomorrow. Kill herself or she dies. Don't try to stop me. Which is essentially what he says. Um, so Mario, when it loads up, Mario is using like the Mario Sunshine style body, but with the Mario 64 head and all of his proportions are slightly more realistic. So it's kind of like, the <laughs> oh God, it's like the Dragon Ball Evolution video game where they took like photo real like photo caps of like the characters from the move from that horrible live action movie and made them into a video game but it's like the super mario brothers movie <laughs> movie in a way i guess a little bit yeah it's literally just mario slightly pro- proportioned differently so he's yeah. not as cartoony yeah um <clears throat> but yeah first level is a sky level it has like surprisingly realistic clouds and easy platforming there's no enemies or nothing he ends up finding Toad, who tells Mario to kill himself. Because we hate you. Yeah. Does he actually say that? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want you anymore, Mario. Go, <laughs> just go die. <laughs> go die. And then Mario does that. He just walks off the cloud. Yeah, you, the player loses control. Yes, because you don't have control anymore. And he falls for a while, showing a realistic city underneath him. And he hits the ground of a busy street, but no one reacts. They just keep walking past him. After a couple of minutes, he gets up, and you get control again. But Mario walks real slow this time. Uh, I forgot to mention before, actually, when uh, Mario's jump, like, sucks now. Yeah. It doesn't have any, like, special jumps or nothing. Like, when he's up in the cloud stage, they're yeah. trying to make it realistic. You can only jump a couple of feet. Yeah. <clears throat> but you can't go any of the buildings along the street, except for the one. This one house that looks a little different. And on entering, it's called the House of Torn Memories. Uh, the house is bigger than you'd expect on the inside. Little tartacy, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's um, more like a video game level. <laughs> yeah, like it's obviously just like, oh, that's the that's the representation of it on the overworld, and then you go in and it's much bigger. Yeah, because it's a separate level. Mm-hmm. But it's bigger in the fact that like Mario seems like he's the size of a small child in this area, right? Yeah. Uh, but the house is empty, dusty, and neglected. There's a door to the basement. In the basement, there's a broken TV and a couch with two skeleton children sitting on it. And at that point, Bowser busts through the floor, and he looks, like, way more realistic with longer arms, claws, realistic spikes coming out of his back, a huge toothy grin, and solid black eyes. Uh, Bowser asks Mario to surrender. Mario nods. Bowser impales Mario on his claws. There's no blood or nothing. Then he lifts him up and bites his head off again, no blood. Because it's, it's totally a tech demo still. Yeah. Um, but then it fades to black. And then the next level is called Mario's Eternal Home. Uh, Mario's in one piece again, floating in a black void, just like tumbling around or whatever. And you can kind of like guide his tumbling direction, but that's about it. But Nair sees like some gray speck in the distance. And after ages of tumbling towards it, he gets to it and it's a tombstone that says innocence. And And that's essentially it. Yep, that's it. So, uh, on that cherry note, uh, let's go to everyone tolerates the grandma positions at this point. Um, so I'm just going to use this one here. Uh, start with this. Start with this one in particular. Bowser Bowser's laugh from Super Mario 64 looped in the background while a plain text box displayed this dialogue: "Mario, I have taken Princess Peach, and she will not live to see the sunrise tomorrow unless you take her. Li- oh, unless you take her place. <laughs> like unless you take your her life. It's like what? <laughs> unless you take her place. You know what to do." And where to go. Do not try to stop me unless you want to hasten her death. So, here's something. This this is really just kind of a, a 
pick at like how it was written on the story. Also, trope number redacted sound effects looping uh, for creepy effect. Um, just as a, a pull into the actual thoughts for a second, because um, that's a clear video game, like spooky video game trope. Well, it's just the whole Mario sixty four Bowser laugh. Yeah, but I mean, he repeat for like that effect. But it's only on repeat until you move the text. Oh, is that actually a thing? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I honestly just thought it might have been like a like one of those like spooky <laughs> video game tropes where they just like to use the same thing over and over again, like try and like kind of either both annoy you and also kind of like try and disturb you. Pretty sure Mario sixty four Bowser's talking. He, the oh. text box would come up, you'd be like, oh. Oh. and then he would shut up for a while, and then he'd occasionally give another oh. in the middle of it, or like as he's leaving. But it, right, I don't sure. think it repeated, did it? No. Well, but constantly. But as soon as you just have your second laugh, and the laughs sort of repeating, you will die tonight. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm willing to negate that then. Um, however. My actual, like, the bone to pick with this uh, for grammar position is that, um, all right, so these, these, these text boxes that come up in the story are all done in italics. That's not going to fly with me. I'm sorry. I, are they? I do feel, mm-hmm. yeah, I did actually yep. had to go, I went on the website and double checked it. Um, I do feel like quotations would have been better for these moments mm-hmm. because they are literally captioning, like, a message. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, when I first read it, I was like, it's just it's like, yeah, it yeah. really would have been better if it had been in quotes or even like brackets. Yeah, and in game it would have been in quote because I'm remembering yeah. quotes in Mario sixty four. Yeah, they always did that. Yeah, yeah. So that's just why my... did I read that as quotation? <laughs> I'm looking over it. It's italic, but I read it as a, as if it was quotes. Well, just say like the text box displayed with this dialogue. So you just immediately like, in, like mentally add that in. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm so used to playing Mario games that it's always quoted. Yeah. So. Fair. Uh, but my next one, uh, what appeared to be Mario seemed to have, Oh yeah. Right. This is okay. Sorry. Yeah. What appeared to be Mario seemed to have broken through the floor from below and landed in front of Mario. I feel like this 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 sentence has a little too much vagary, like sort of like writing us and ums. Bef- uh, you need to be more definitive. Like, say what appeared to be Mar, uh, what appeared to be Bowser broke through the floor. Don't just say appeared to like or like what appeared to be Mar- uh, Bowser seems to break through the or break through the floor. Like, how does it seem to break the floor? It either broke through the floor, or it didn't. <laughs> Unless right? you weren't looking at it and you just heard a crash, and then Maybe. you see Bowser going and like landing. Yeah, but I, I feel like well for this door, this part, like this this sentence in particular, like just get rid of that seemed to, and just straight up just say he broke through the floor. Like, well, it, it's also describing graphics because it's a game. So yeah. if the floor is still there and not broken, but he pushes through it, does it say they face through the floor or something like that? Like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, just, I'm with it, you. It is it, weird it how mm-hmm. unsure it is of itself here. Yeah, and it, it happens a lot in stories. Like, people are like, oh, like, um, what appeared to be this thing seemed, I think, did this. Like, no, it either did or didn't. Like, yeah, unless be the, more definitive is what I'm getting at. Unless it's a story where, like, they're trying to recall something for 20 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, then, like, make that more apparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my 
last grammar position. The reptilian monster in the game had Bowser's basic brownish yellow and green color pattern, but looked far more threatening than any Bowser model I had seen before. So this is just a simple right or like typo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's seen before, not seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's basically all the grammar questions that I cared to pick at. So, Mikey, these things are evil. Do it. Kill me. I'm, yeah. I have an it story. And now, an it story with Mikey. The E stands for evil. Take it away. It isn't clear exactly what happened at Nintendo during this period. It looked like the Super Mario Galaxy model. It wasn't gigantic, but scaled as if Mario was a very small child. It was not proportioned like the Bowser I knew. Its arms and legs were far longer in relation to its body and ended in razor-sharp claws. It was the only thing on the screen besides the black background. It was floating, as if in space. It sounded like it was supposed to be Mario's cries. It took a very long time to reach and grew closer at a much slower rate than it should have. It was a very plain one with cracks in several places. Cool. So Bowser showed up floating in a void. <laughs> Eight, like far away, and you cracked. eventually got to him, but he was like all cracked and like fucked up. It's like a dry bones version of, of uh, Bowser, possibly. Yeah, or just like a statue of Bowser. Yeah, know? just all crackled. Yeah, it's like one of those statues from his castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that all your grammar positions? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess we're just gonna move on to actual thoughts then. Um, Mario has been a gaming icon for decades and has been in more games than can be counted. 253 currently is hardly too many to be counted, though Jesus, that's a lot of games. (laughs) I I went online and like, how many games has Mario been in it that I counted from the list? (laughs) So... Yeah. Yeah. It's 259. I did the same. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 259. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Like, man. Um, I mean, granted, okay, that is actually a, a fair amount of like, okay, yeah, it's like countless. Like, I, I, I would, I would let somebody go if they, if they did like too many to be counted or countless because I was getting tired by like the two. Oh, yeah. Totally. Mark. We only counted just because we wanted to know. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. to be really nitpicky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, uh, on to my next one. Nintendo started working on a sequel to the nineteen no, to the 1969 <laughs> Mario. Wow. <laughs> 20 years before Mario even came out. No. Nope. Uh, no. Um, Nintendo started working on a sequel to the 1996 Super Mario 64 shortly after the game was released, but during the 19 the late 19 but during the late 90s it became clear that Nintendo was not winning the console wars. So, this first page page or so worth of story, 
I, I felt more like it was an essay using information from the wiki article for the actual Super Mario 128 than an actual story. Yes. Like, nothing wrong with this information, like, being, like, put into the story, like, but it, it felt like too much of an exposition drop. Like, Not for someone who doesn't know what Super Mario 128 is. That's true, and I, I honestly didn't really know what Super Mario 128 was until I literally checked the wiki article because of this. <laughs> is it identical at the start? It's pretty close. Like, a lot of this information seems like just basically pulled from the wiki. Yeah. so That's good, though, because it makes it immersive. Yeah. I don't know, it's just like... It, it could it could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing, but like depending on like how you take it. Like I thought it was actually kind of dry by the at the beginning, so I was like, okay, this isn't really much of a story. This is just an article. This is just like literally somebody like re- publishing an essay. <laughs> um, but then it but it's on to like a page and a half or so. That then he's like, oh, and then oh, now we're entering the actual video game creepy boss. So we got but that and that was all context to this. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, take it or leave it. It was like, oh. um. My next one here. Seeing the general, more, yeah. Seeing the generally more realistic and violent games on Sony's PlayStation, the market leader Nintendo, cons- yeah. Oh, okay, that PlayStation, the yes. market leader. Period. Yes. yes. It doesn't say period. It says it's comma the market leader comma. Well, it's yeah. separated somewhere. Yeah. Seeing the generally more realistic and violent games on Sony's PlayStation, the market leader, Nintendo considered making a Mario that was closer in tone to what the public seemed to want. Mario needs more edge. (laughs) Needs more edge. I don't know if I would like that. I know. (laughs) If it was just like a super, like, hyper-realistic looking game where Mario looks like a dude. Yeah. And he's like, the first mini-games you have to play are like, Plunging a toilet and shit. Yeah, like I feel like, I feel like, like we talk about that idea, like and like how like like throwing Mario into creepy thing, uh, into like more realistic things, like for like giggles and stuff like that. But like, I don't know if I'd actually like be comfortable if Nintendo went that route. No, with with the actual game, like I feel like Luigi's Mansion is good because it is it. Well, it's Luigi first of all. Yeah. Um, but also like. It it is darker, but also sillier. Like it, it parodies darkness, like horror stuff. Yeah. Um, Mario is like the one character that you can't do this with. I mean, you you can like I could. I, no. I'd honestly be I'd honestly be fine with Mario getting a Luigi's Mansion treatment. Like him yeah. specifically getting a Mario. Like, I, I mean, specifically like a like, dark, edgy. Put yeah, him in like, Call of Duty. Like going you know. Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. Like again, like there are great short films and like like little like fan projects that mm-hmm. people do of that. That's cool. Yes. I don't know if I'd ever want an official one though. No, like, I think I think it's mm-hmm. good to have that like in the in the fandom and in the mm-hmm. aether, like for fan fiction and some of that. I don't think I could ever I'd, I'd ever really be like I, I I think we'd we'd probably make fun of it for being for try, for being too serious. Like I think we'd be like on the on the same we'd be on the other side of the the bench. We were like, why did they make uh, such a grip? You know, we got that. It was Super Mario the film. <laughs> <laughs> That was basically a more edgy super like Super yeah. Mario Brothers movie. Like if yeah. you think about it, like a video they, game would have been, been Super Mario Brothers the movie the game. <laughs> yeah, no, it would basically be that. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like again, I like that movie for a lot of dumb reasons, <laughs> but I like that movie like for its edgy and this and stuff of like that. But I don't know if I'd actually want a, Mar- a Nintendo licensed Mario game that was no. like that. Like no. I don't know. Like the entire purpose of Mario's character is he is a like always happy, always energetic, like 
Kiro, I mean, and he's like... Technically, if you want to go right to his roots, that's... I mean, an edgier Mario game was basically Donkey Kong. Because you're running along girders, like, in, in the real world, fight uh, fighting off a giant monkey who's taking your girl, and dodging, like, flaming barrels, and, like, in smashing the, things. In like, the lore, isn't that Jumpman? No. Oh, like, I mean, that's Mario's father? Yeah, but No, apparently in, like, the recent games... Like, because there was a DS game for them that's actually made it canonized to Mario again. Oh. Or at least in some ver- iter- like one of the, the iterations of Mario, there is a, like, that's, yeah, Mario. Mm-hmm. He said some stupid potential names, by the yeah. way, apparently. One of them was Middle-Aged Guy. Well, yeah. Was a potential name for him. Well, I mean, his name, his Mario, came from basically, like, uh, a Nintendo boss, basically. I don't think he's a boss. I think he's, like, some guy working in the shipping department. Yeah, working in the shipping department in the uh, Nintendo of America. Yeah, That's just some fat guy with a yeah. mustache named Mario. It's like, let's make a game out of him. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, or he looks like like Jumpman from our uh, from our Japanese uh, Famicom series. <laughs> I don't know if it worked one way Was or the it? other. I'm not know. sure. Yeah, we'd have to do a little bit more research on that. Then maybe. But yeah, so it's just like, both yeah. relevant and not relevant to what we're talking about. Yeah. Really, really, I was just picking at it. it. Was like needs more edge, just like the you know the Suicide Mouse or the the uh, the uh, the Disney stuff yeah. that we've done in the past. Yeah. What was it? Just the Mexican Toy oh, Story. Was, yeah, it was the Toy Story thing. Yeah, yeah. the 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 Black Friday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. On to the. You know, I think it was Black Sunday. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm sure future me will just like add in something if if I'm wrong, or just be like, I don't feel like looking it up and delete all this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on. Um. The source that revealed the internal strife at Nintendo during the later N64 era refused to discuss what was happening during that during the time of the GameCube's failure, but released a prototype of Super Mario 128 online that can be played on the Wii Homebrew channel. The, the following is a recollection of my time playing it. The game was clearly an early beta. The title screen was nothing but a white text saying Super Mario 128 against a black background. Oh, lost episode creepypasta tropes. I've missed you. I will say it is kind of neat to have a lost episode that is also a video game and not just be a haunted video game. Mm-hmm. So there's that at least. And my next thing here. Well, with that one, because I'm just going to bring it up anyways. Yeah, sure. He says it's like a, what does he refer to it as? Uh, it was an early beta. It's, it's probably more like a pre-alpha. Yeah, because of how like simple everything is. Like the title screen's a black background with white text. Yeah, like it's they haven't I, even done was, the title art. In betas, always, there's always title art. Yeah, personally, I've always gotten kind of confused as to like what the difference is between alpha and beta. Like alpha is like when it's early stages, right? Mm-hmm. Pre-alpha is like one of the first running copies of the game. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then alpha is like it's kind of together, but not really. And then beta is like okay, this is together enough that we're feeling okay with letting the community try it and let yeah. us know. And now, and now nowadays alpha is like, like there's access to alpha like nowadays. In yeah. Games. So in like now that's what's getting me confused on shit is like, yeah, people are like companies are being more like lenient in getting their game out there in alpha to like have people test and play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So moving right on to the next one. Um, this went on for a few mom- no. This went on for a few minutes, and eventually people stopped re- appearing. Mario got up. I was back in control, 
but he couldn't jump at all and had reduced walking speed. You, you took Jumpman's main trait. Man, that's edgy. <laughs> they did that at the start of the game too. Yeah, he, he could barely it wasn't jump. as bad, but now they've completely taken it away from him. Yeah, and it's like, but that, that literally Mario's what like like root trait was he was Jumpman. Have you seen the Super Mario Bros. movie? I have. Where like Mario doesn't want to jump places. <laughs> That's right. Like, like Luigi jumps over something. He's no, like, come on, Mario. It's like, I can't jump. <laughs> <laughs> You're Mario. <laughs> yeah. You should be jumping off the damn tap. Yeah. Uh, it probably won't be the last time we bring up the movie. I'm, I apologize. No, actually, I have it in here. Ah. <laughs> um, so moving on to my next quote. I was starting to get really disturbed by now. How would, Mar- how would a Mario game containing this been programmed to this extent to my my comment to this is honestly this feels like it was going the route of twilight princess which was a darker almost horror fantasy theme uh or horror fantasy themed uh zelda game uh for the same console it's way darker Um, than twilight princess hang on uh, actually, have you have you played through all of twilight princess i haven't there is some terrifying there's some disturbing shit in that game have lovable characters told Link that he needs to kill himself and no one likes him? There is some trippy fucking creepy shit in that game. Is all I'm, I'm not saying. talking visuals. No, no, I'm saying, no, I'm literally saying, yeah, no, that there is a sequence where, like, it's like he goes to, he- like, like, Link goes to hell and is, like, having a, or having a really bad trip and, like, sees, like, some of his friends get killed or, like, him getting possessed by evil spirits and shit. Like, there's some weird shit in that game. Yeah. Anyway. It's not as dark as this in my no, opinion. No, but I'm saying, like, it's it's a similar, like, path that it was taking. Or that it seemed like this this game was kind of trying to take. And it's going a little bit farther than that, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Link got the edge. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense. Because, like, Legend of Zelda, like, is a fantasy game. And they have had multiple games that are, like, horror. Thi- There's actually been lots of, like, lots of little, like, horror nods throughout the... Um, the played Ocarina of Time and fought the... What's his name? The, the guy that's in the uh, the sewer where you need the Lens of Truth. Oh, yeah, King... Uh, uh, not King... Babongo. Lord, uh, Lord Babongo? No, the dude that's, like, this white Oh, husk. no hands. No yeah. hands, yeah. He's, like, a zombie with these, like, extra, extra zombie hands yeah. and shit on a floor of skulls. Yeah, it's pretty fucking creepy. I mean, that was what made it so good. Like, what I enjoyed the most about it. And then we got Majora's Mask, which was basically, like, is Link just dead and this is purgatory? Like, that kind of shit. Mm. And then, like, Twilight Princess, again, like, they hearken back to that. And even in some of the other games, like the GameCube games, or uh, the Game Boy Color games, like the, uh, uh, the... Um, the age and season one. Um, there are like you. You're walking through a battlefield where there are corpses in, in spots and mm-hmm. stuff. Like there's there's darkness in those Zelda games, but like that's a different level of darkness is, to what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, and even like Metro- it's like if you started a Zelda game and your aunt or whoever that you're living with is like pissed off with you and tells Link to go die. to go kill himself. Yeah, no. Here's I, a knife. I go understand. kill yourself. I understand there's a there is this is this is definitely farther darker yeah. than that. But I'm just saying like it seemed like this was the kind of the route like they were like, or yes. kind of the, the the theming they were going same with path with but, but this is like way further <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, this it. this Mario game went farther than Twilight Princess. Yeah. Um and yeah, given given some of the things that game did, um Honestly, it's not hard for me to see like Nintendo like considering doing that, giving that treatment to Mario. Just 
they the story made it like took it like a lot farther. Mm-hmm. Like I could see a Mario game getting like like the, them like oh maybe we should do it like a darker Mario game because that seems to be what people want. Like I could see that that part of the story like pre- presenting that in the story like seems like it actually like is familiar like something that could actually happen because it did happen. Yeah, exactly. Like it was from it's based off that article. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, given the um. Uh, so dis- discarding my suspension of disbelief here for a second. If it weren't for the lost episode game tropes that sort of muddle the, the descriptors in the story, this does have an inkling for a cool like cool concept to me. Like again, like a Mario game that's super dark. Um, and if you want to know like what some of those tropes I'm talking about, like the that are muddling the story for me, uh, realistic graphic models. Um, like in a video in a video game that doesn't use realistic graphic models, mm-hmm. uh, simple text screens with lack of certain interfaces and menus, uh, character attempting suicide, uh, NPCs spewing hate for the main player character, uh, strange, obtuse, and drastically different level designs uh, that are done simply to be creepy in the game that you're they're playing, mm-hmm. and no music or eerie silence in spots. It's not a Mario game anymore. No, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, Why would you want that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my next one here. It was not proportioned like the Bowser I knew. Its arms and legs were har- were far longer in relation to its body and it ended in razor-sharp claws. The green shell didn't look like it had sh- spikes glued on. They were more jagged and organic-looking, with the same dark green color the rest of the shell had. Again, not seeing an issue with the game style, like the game's like styling here, because it is a dark Mario. If we if we take that out, like the like the whole like oh Mario shouldn't be dark, like it is a cool idea to have like a, a dark Mario. Just kind of whole how is how it's told in this story. This this feels more like in line with like Twilight Princess or Metroid Prime, or like one of those like more again those more mature Nintendo products than. Mm-hmm. A Mario game, um, and mashing it with Mario. I don't know. Like it, it, it does seem like this is basically Super Mario Bros. The film, the game. Just saying. <laughs> like even like the fact that like he ends up in like a realistic town. Like I immediately envision like the Bronx or like like Super Mario Odyssey. Yep. Oh fuck, you're right. But even that is not like dark at all. Like it's like done up like like it's basically. Like nice and colorful and shit too. It's a realistic town though with realistic yeah. humans. That's true. And your child and Mario, size. And Mario is not human sized at all. He's actually we find out that he's a completely different subspecies of human. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it feels more like like Toontown entering like the real world, like yeah. Frame for Roger Rabbit. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So moving on to my my next thing here. I still didn't have control. Mario just stood there, shivering it for a second, or yeah, for several seconds, before nodding his head. Bowser impaled Mario with his claws. There was no blood, but it was clear from the animation and sound effects that the sharp digits on Bowser's hands had gone through Mario's body. So another trope: the player losing control of the character for video game pastas. Um, however, I'm surpri- I'm actually give this story some props for not having blood in a game that wouldn't have blood. Like, why wouldn't out of it all- have blood? Hmm? Why wouldn't it have blood? Well, I mean, like in terms of a mar, like for for once, uh, I, 
Because it is a video game trope to throw blood into a game that doesn't have blood generally, or shouldn't have blood in it because it's a Mario game. And Gamer's just shaking his head. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, it was actually like, I give him props for like, actually like not having <laughs> blood in the game. Would you like to, you know, like, you know uh, Gamer, you, you go. You, a, you, inter- you, you intercept me here for a second. It's a pre-alpha. So the game's that, not done. So They haven't put the blood in. Oh, that's fair, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Regardless, I give the props as a story, not as the game, that, like, it didn't just use gratuitous blood. Like, why would there be blood in a Mario game? Like, because that is a trope in video game creepypastas, where they just... If the game was complete, yeah. there would have been blood. I'll tell you right now. I guess, yeah. He's impaled with the sound. They put the sound of it in. Yeah. And his head was bitten off. Well, there's no sound effects, like, of the blood. There's just him, like, dying. Like, his death throes, basically. You said there was the sound of him being impaled. You just read that. Oh, fuck, you're right. Okay, yeah. Which means that there's a... Yeah, I guess. (laughs) All right, fair enough. It's just not done. Yeah. Which, again, does kind of differentiate this from from being a lost episode rather than a haunted video game. Mm -hmm. Um, On to the next one... Uh, this is in regards to the uh, the high pitched crying uh, was layered with voices after a bit, and like it was basically the sound like Mario's crying, and then uh, like so like a bunch of voices of like just like people like ragging on Mario and like hate telling him to kill himself and hate and hating him and stuff, mm-hmm. and then Mario like just crying repeatedly, um, and how this really disturbed the nair or uh, narrator men for this. And uh, found themselves uh, holding, fighting back tears. For reasons I can't understand, this was affecting me on an emotional level. And Trope never... <coughs> Creepy video game uh, sparks a distressing emotional reaction, yet nothing more than extreme sadness. No physical threat applied. Just apparently a psychological attack. <laughs> or in that the person is like feeling like really empathetic toward the video game. I don't know, it's just like... Yeah, we've we've had those in in, in video game creepypastas before, like in the Pokepasta specifically, where like the person like gets super empathetic and like starts like getting really sad or like mm-hmm. depressed as a result of like playing the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my final one is regards to the uh, the tombstone that uh, Mario finds at the end of the uh, the blackness, mm-hmm. and its uh, its writing is innocence. Um, my response to when I first, when I read that was like, man, that's deep like i get it kind of like it's probably like innocence of like mario's fun games and nostalgia are dead in this game mm-hmm. as a reflection slash commentary to the reaction of mario and rather nintendo's losses of the years leading up to this game being created like it's almost like kind of a again to me like that it's it's a cool idea for a creepy mario video game that reflects a darker time in nintendo's company it's just the story for me was bogged down a lot by a lot of those like video game creepypasta tropes that are just like used just for the sake of being in video game creepypastas. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if like that's intentional or if it's just like a byproduct of writing these kind of stories for video games, like like using video games in a creepy story and like they just mm-hmm. they're kind of just a byproduct of that kind of like idea for this writing. But I feel like we need to get out of those trips in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that is my actual thoughts until final thoughts. 
So, Mikey, these stands for? Those hyper-realistic clouds sure are intense. Trope number redacted. The quote here. The clouds seemed more realistic than the usual cartoony puffs in bio games. They were quite graphically impressive. To be fair, I've seen, like... Realistic clouds or sky elements in other in Mario games, like it's a JPEG. Yeah, basically <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a map. It's a cloud map that's like put uh, put around the uh, the level. Yeah, and then to mimic you, all I could think about was Mar- how Mario needs more edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, I will say this this the story has a lot of like it has a lot of. Um, Lost episode tropes as well as video game tropes, like or creepy mm-hmm. video game tropes. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing. Like, the the thing with me, like I'm seeing all these like video game creepy video game tropes, and they're usually associated with like haunted video games or cursed video games. And this isn't one of those stories. Like this is not, this is again like like gamer put up. This is basically a, like a supposed to be like a lost uh, like pre alpha that was never intended to be seen because as the game or as the. As the story says, you can apparently download it on the Wii market. Yeah. I don't have a Wii, no. so I didn't check. No, you can download it for the Wii Homebrew channel, which means you have to hack your Wii yeah. to get the Homebrew channel. And I'm pretty sure that most of that bricks devices now. Yeah, yeah basically. Updates from Nintendo themselves. Yeah, because hmm. Nintendo's very... Um, they're very protective of their, their, their famed uh, Italian plumber. And their products. Mm-hmm. So considering it's from something like that, yeah, he just downloaded a, a hacked <laughs> version of it. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He just downloaded some guy's like like fan made <laughs> video game. Actually, now kind of more what I'm seeing with yeah, this, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, the whole toad being a bully. <laughs> like we don't. Want you anymore, Mario? That's not how Toad sounds. Yeah, be like, <laughs> we don't want you anymore, Mario. <laughs> don't fucking die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just like poor Toad. Mm-hmm. Hey, poor Toad. <laughs> poor Mario. <laughs> but yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, for a second, I was like, I thought you were going like poor Mario. And then poor Toad's like, what? <laughs> Well, what did Mario do to make Toad so angry? He lost... There's stuff that we don't know here. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe you're seriously on Team Toad. (laughs) (laughs) You monster. So evil. Yo. You see, they didn't set up like the whole like intro cinematic yeah yet. so we didn't get to see like the atrocities that Mario did. yeah yeah we didn't see we didn't see the genocide of, of like the Mushroom Kingdom at the hands of Mario mm-hmm. yeah cause like after the events of Mario 64 he's like drunk with power yeah. now that he's king or something yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah, probably what just, happens yeah Mario just like flying in with like on some like on like a cloud just dropping like a, an A-bomb and like gen- like nuking the Mushroom Kingdom mm-hmm. just a giant mushroom cloud like 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 the like design spotted like, yeah. mushroom cloud. Yeah. yeah yes, totally. thank you, uh, Game Grumps, for uh, for giving us that or for sharing that animation there. Mm-hmm. I might actually leave that in the description. Yeah, do it. <laughs> the... Toads march. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then 
Bowser just became super evil because kidnapping is his game, and in this he straight up wants to kill. Yeah, because usually he wants uh, Princess uh, Toadstool or Princess Peach or whatever um, to either marry her so that they can, uh, because he's actually in love with her, or because um, it'll unite the kingdoms kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just trying to bring peace and prosperity to the <laughs> Yeah, by turning but but if you also look at some of the uh, like early like manuals for the game, like he used uh his magic, his wizards and whatnot to uh turn uh like the the people of the mushroom kingdom into those bricks <laughs> that you're smashing in the in the Mar- in the first Mario games. Yeah, so he can implement or um he can he can essentially frame uh, Mario for murder. Yeah, so he's way, trying he's... to openly try. He's trying to openly go against his thoughts and wants of unification of the yes. entire. He's really a, a complex creature. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm on Team Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my, my other thoughts here is that if uh, Bowser has truly become evil, then he's already killed Peach. And this whole dialogue is just trying to get Mario to give up without a fight. Yeah. It's possible. Very possible. Just. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then once Mario's out of the picture, it's like, all right, now we can unite the kingdoms. <laughs> yeah, the end scene could have had, like, two tombstones. One saying Innocence and one saying Princess Peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And then uh, I feel like there was a missed opportunity with the the skeletons on the couch that they could have been dry bones, dry bones right? And... Yeah, and then they just don't react. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't like come to life and start attacking Mario for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, considering in the cartoony version of all the Mario games, there are skeletons that come alive and attack Mario. Yeah, but in the dark one, they don't. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're just regular skeletons, that I mean that gives it creepier because like they're just dead people in Mar- in a Mario game, and they're dead humans. Yeah, they're not dead turtles. They're not dry bones. Mm-hmm. Like they're just skeletons. They're just bones. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my next thoughts here is uh, actually about the tech demo itself mm-hmm. because uh, I-, I read it. And, like, the wiki and actually watch the video. And it was basically, it was created to test the hardware for the Nintendo 64 disk drive. Which never... Which never mm-hmm. took off. It was a yeah. complete failure. So they basically didn't have the upgrade in technology that they wanted for Mario 128. So they waited till the GameCube came out. So that well, they waited, and essentially the the tech demo literally is Super Mario One Twenty Eight. There's a hundred and twenty eight Mario's on the screen. Right, rendered. I remember seeing the yeah, the images and stuff <laughs> of that for yeah. And uh, thinking about it, this actually paved the way not for um, Luigi's Mansion. Or even Mario Sunshine, but Mario Pikmin. Pikmin. Yeah, Pikmin. Also Mario Galaxy. Mario later, Galaxy because, yeah, of the whole... They were playing around with the level design. Like yeah. Like the sphere kind of thing. Yeah. In that one. 
Um, yeah. Also, yeah. So, so it's not just like the fact that like one twenty eight is the is the is the, the uh, bits is, or whatever is, is sixty four times two. Yeah. It's actually um, like how many like Mario's they could they could uh, simulate mm-hmm. without the system crashing terribly. Yeah. I mean, they may have also just picked that number because it's double of sixty four. That's true too. Yeah, they can yeah. do that. Yeah. And uh, from the videos, just watching it, it it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's a point that made me laugh. Because at one point, one of the Marios takes another Mario and rolls him off the edge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, nice Mario! <laughs> what edge? I thought it, isn't, didn't you say it's on like a globe or some shit? Uh, no, it's on a disc. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, just... <laughs> and then after that happens, a bunch of other ones start rolling other Mario's oh, no. on the <laughs> They're learning. God, they're learning. It's like, we should not be. <laughs> or, we should not be. <laughs> so long, Mario. So long, Mario. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, based on the, all this information, the Super Mario... 128 project is more of a what can we do with the technology and turn yeah. it into a game yeah. as opposed to an actual game. It's like, it literally, it's just a code name for our tech. Your tech demo. demo. Yeah, yeah, that's basically like, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, 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 what are the limitations or what, what, what are the creative avenues for this engine that we have now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, uh, I, I read part of that uh, the wiki article as well. And I was like, yeah, it just feels like this story was muddled down by like trying to make a an edgy video game creep pasta Mario. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, they, that part has nothing to do with one twenty eight, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Like that part has nothing to do with it. It's, it basically felt like again like a lost episode, like pasta, but with video game, uh-huh. and they just used generic. Lost episode tropes. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at with my yeah. with what I was saying earlier. It's just like a lot of these tropes don't really need to be here because that's not interesting, the interesting part of this. This like the topic you're trying to present. Mm-hmm. It's the the uh, the the 128's like history. Like that has no like you you give us like a page and a half of like the 128 and like go down that avenue, but then you don't like. Go the night. You don't go the same route that you that Mario this Mario game went in terms of dark, like the dark path. Like it goes, like I don't know what you're trying to get at. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like think of what I'm trying to say here. Um, like it said story, in the rundown that the that they were apparently wanting to make Mario more edgy and real yeah. and violent. Yeah, which but, sets up the the story. Yeah, yeah, and really, the fact that it's homebrew means that anybody could have yeah. made this. This was lost episode. Yeah, and it's not an official product by any means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I saw on YouTube, there was a uh, a hacked version of Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, where all the characters were from Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- there's hack shit out there. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Tons and, of those kind of things. And even like the new stuff, like on PlayStation Four. There's a game called Dreams. Okay. And I have seen footage of Mario created in Dreams, and he has his patented jump style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it's just like, if somebody can do this in a game that creates games, then anybody can... Can do that, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, again, it's like part of like again, like it's the the fan base and stuff. Like, there's tons of like fan fiction and like fan art and fan creations. Like, mm-hmm. um, what what's that? Uh, the crossover like thing where they took the original super like Nintendo, like Mario game, like the the, the side scrolling Mario game, and added in different Nintendo player characters that in, that that interact differently while playing through it, like Link, Mitch, uh, Samus. Oh. Uh, Super Mario Brothers crossover. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean that's that's a thing. Like, and it's like a little bit more simple because it's a it's a uh, like a side scrolling two D platformer. It's the original Mario with different Nintendo characters. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wasn't that just an animation? That no, it's a full did? game. No, it's a full game. Oh, yeah. On, yeah, he's rights. updated multiple times. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's didn't done anything with it for ages, but. Yeah, and again, like now we have maybe like, like Shinobi Mario. and everything in it. Yeah, and I mean now we have <laughs> like Gaiden, actually, sorry, Nintendo branded Super Mario Maker, like Super Mario Game Maker, basically, mm-hmm. uh, where you can make your own like levels and stuff like that. So I'm sure, like, like again, like this game has some the, the story has some cool ideas. It's just it's kind of muddled by the tropes. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the end of my thoughts. Cool. I kind of chimed in with most of my thoughts throughout the... Because you guys were talking about roughly the same thing. As I was mad rambling. <laughs> Not bad. Um, so the only thing I really have written down left is uh, in regards to the picture. Oh, right, yeah. What's that picture even from? That's, it's not that's from this tech, story. That's, that's the, the tech, tech story. Yeah, that's a picture from the tech demo video. Yeah. Yeah, I figured Does it based on... Does here? No. no, it doesn't. Not at all. I'm like, okay, well, he sort of looks like a... Slightly taller and more yeah. realistic Mario. You'd be better off using a screenshot of like when somebody went into like Super Mario Brothers Brawl or whatever or whatever the Super or sorry, the Super Smash Brothers uh, game and like switch people's skins or like skeletons together. So like you had um, it was like there's some creepy fucking like distortions as a result of it. But basically, you take like snakes, uh, either snake or one of the more like proportioned human characters Mm -hmm. you take that skeleton and put it into peach and you have like long limbed like peach like (laughs) it's like like, i have not seen that you'd be better off doing that with like mario and like even like or having like taking ridley's uh ripley's um skeleton from the newest like uh, smash brothers and putting it into uh like bowser's to make him like more like shrunken down and like like more creepy and lithe and shit like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah or, like, they could have just taken a picture of Mario from Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. And then just photoshopped a Mario 64 head on him. And then just, like, squish and stretch to get the proper Oh, yeah, like, Photoshop-wise, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's more work than just getting a screenshot from the game. But... Well, it probably actually is less work because you have to go in and actually, like, find somebody who has, like, a hacked version of that game to, like, throw in the skeletons. He saw a video. Well, he saw a video of the, the tech demo. Tech demo, but, Which yeah. is not the same as, like... What we're... No, but the the screenshot in the story oh, yeah, is yeah, the tech yeah, demo. Yes, yes. So it's easier to screenshot the, that video yeah, and put that here compared to doing some Photoshop work. Yeah, but I mean, like, the Photoshop work would be more accurate to what the story is presenting. Yes, but whether or not the artist knows anyone yeah. who can do Photoshop work or whether or not he or she, herself or himself, can do they, Photoshop work, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that's left to be seen. Yeah, fair Okay. Is is that it? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really expecting this one to be, like, groundbreaking or, like, um, like crazy. Although, I was surprised at how angry I was getting at the story for the tropes and shit. Mm. <laughs> um, just because, I don't know, they just don't, they just don't need to be there. 
So if not there, then there's no story. I mean, yeah, but I mean, the, no, like there's. Yeah, the hyper realism. Like that, those kind of tropes. Like I feel like it just like kind of ruins the 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 inklings that I liked about the story. Because there's things that in the story I did actually enjoy. Like I, I liked the darker path of Mario. Even again, like we don't want to see that in reality. Like we don't actually want to see that in in like be, uh, be an actual game. Because I think that would be all. I think that would it would be really off brand for Mario. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to like think about that and like to have like a story for that. And this, like again, I don't, I don't hate that idea for this in the story. The problem is that the the video game creepypasta and lost episode tropes kind of muddle it down. Mm-hmm. Like the ideas I liked in this, like they've just been like all those tropes are just kind of like overplayed. But <laughs> sorry, I'll leave. <laughs> it's for the best. Yeah. No, I'm staying. Fuck you. <laughs> um, basically, my I, I can't recommend this story. Like. It, it really did kind of irk me a little bit. Um, there's some cool ideas in it, but the rest of the story kind of boxed it down for me. So that's that's my my recommendation. If you've been able to glean anything from my mad ramblings from earlier with my actual thoughts. Um, yeah. Uh, well, everything about this that is creepy isn't. Yeah. Like Mario giving up and being sad... Toad being a bully, Bowser planning on killing Peach but selling for Mario as long as he gives up. The, the... It's creepy. You know what it is? There's a dissonance here. Yeah. It's creepy, I'm sure, if I saw that, if I was actually playing this game. Like, it yeah. would be disturbing creepy. But it's kind of hard to convey that yeah. s- secondhand. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not finding this creepy. I, I, I understand in my head, like, this would be creepy. But I'm not creeped out because I've seen this a hundred times by now. Mm-hmm. And it's also the disconnect as if like like playing Outlast compared to watching a Let's Play of Outlast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah exactly. Like I'm not going to lie. I've watched a couple of Let's Plays of horror games because I don't want to play the horror games because I can't, I can't, it's hard. It takes, like I need somebody with me in the room to get through some games because sometimes mm-hmm. games have like a really, like have an immersion level that like really freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that that I think that hits the nail on the head there. Like playing a horror game, you get that adrenaline rush, and you're become scared potentially. You get anxiety from like having to hide and sneak past something. Yeah, and whereas if you're watching someone play, it's not as you're bad. in a safe zone. You're yeah. in a, yeah, it's, it's not really, happening to you. It's happening exactly, to that guy. Yeah, that yeah. person. So you you have the opportunity to just like close your eyes or like hide behind the covers, kind of thing. Whereas you you can't do that when you're playing a game because you're literally trying to control a character. Mm-hmm. Problem yeah. being, you can't emulate that feeling in a story, or if you, because the reader has no choice. Yeah, and I mean you can, but you have to tackle it from a different angle, not not just the way the plain angle like this one presents. You need to do it from more like from more like in the character's head kind of focus. It's it. Basically, in order to get the scares, you're not trying to scare them with your, with what's happening in the in the story. You're basically just trying to get them into the headspace of the character. Mm-hmm. And in this right from the get go, that it's laid out like the character is telling you what happened to him. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like you're jacking into his head. Yeah. Where you can see through his eyes, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And again, like we like I read and like we point out, these are recollections that this guy did mm-hmm. of the story, like. I keep saying it, but like, it just harkens back to a to a bunch of overused tropes in creep in video game creep pastas and lost episode pastas. It's like they 
they they kind of they've been done so much that like I'm either desensitized from their use or I think they're quaint at this point and not scary or creepy at all mm-hmm. or like they're just boring. Like this is rather forgettable. Like I mm-hmm. part of the reason I wanted Gamer to do the rundown is because I had almost partially forgotten about the story, forgotten the, like what was even in the story, and I had I would have to reread the story. Mm-hmm. Isn't part of the reason tropes are a thing is because that's a list of essentially the common things that people choose when writing a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like without even knowing that they're common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are ways you can't to really them. hate on them too much for choosing the I, common things because that's what you would go to naturally first. Yes. But there is a difference between like like basically this is the difference between a first draft and an edited draft. Like you do a first draft and then you get somebody to look at it and you pick a, you like okay this why is this scary like why is this here mm-hmm. and like why like this is like like this is really common you should do something different here mm-hmm. like you get an outside opinion on that and then you think outside the box you try and think of a different angle on how to attack that mm-hmm. that piece like I, I don't fault the person who wrote this for doing because again like I'm sure this is a common this is this seems like like a common thing enough that like it's probably just something that people do when they write a creepy story or they want to write a creepy lost episode video uh, video game like story i'm sure they fall into you fall into these tropes like i've been writing some some creep pastas uh off the on the side and i've seen myself fall into certain into certain tropes mm-hmm. it's just a thing that happens mm-hmm. but in being able to acknowledge that trope and like find a way to like get rid of it or fix or like t- change it a little bit so that you mm-hmm. so that it's more interesting or more creepy mm-hmm. um and so your story isn't just like a forgettable um, like thing that needs to go into the trash. <laughs> wow, pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're treating this worse than Spyro.exe. No, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but you're saying some harsh pretty, words. Here. It, it is pretty close to Spyro.exe. Spyro.exe suffered in that, like, it, it, with the, uh, the the just how it was written. Like, not yeah. like this is this is a matter of like the story's not badly written in terms of like. It obviously had some kind of edit because of the um, the grammar and stuff. But we didn't really have a whole lot of grammar issues. Mm-hmm. The problem with the story is that it's falling into the tropes of like the content itself is falling into the tropes, not the writing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I, like that's that's been my biggest issue with the story is just like I don't. There's some cool ideas in it, but it, I can't. I, like everything around those ideas, I'm just bored with. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's kind of what I'm getting at. So, um, also thinking about this, uh, is the author K.I. Simpson okay? Because to me, this story sort of screams cry for help and potentially suffering from depression. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> Look at any creepypasta. <laughs> yeah, but... And you could say that about any writer. But this one specifically, because Mario, if you look at him as a depressed person and being bullied and... Stuff okay, like that. There is there is actually a world of difference between an author and a, and their story. Like you can't, they do separate. Yeah, they do separate. But in some cases, some people write what they know. That's fair, but and if they're currently depressed, then they're writing a depressing story. And if you, they put themselves in Mario's shoes, they want someone to kill them. I don't think that's. I mean, maybe, <sighs> but I didn't take. I'm not taking it that way. <laughs> 
If you want to see it that real life yeah. dark, yeah. you're more than welcome to. Yeah. Uh, K.I. Simpson has done other stories, which we could, I guess, look at and you can analyze, I guess, <laughs> to see. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like a therapist here, like, analyze all this. Yeah. Come to some <laughs> unnecessary conclusions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm personally, I, I, I'm, we, I, I don't think so, but again, I'm not sure because I don't know the person. Yeah. obviously um but i mean again i do know as a writer like i've written some dark shit and i i'm fine yeah but then <laughs> you, you you sort of live in that sphere of reading the dark shit so your mind true, yeah. has the ideas already whether or not you would actually do any of the thing probably not no but you have the all that stuff in your head that you can write down. Yeah, I mean, and again, like, people like write... I mean, I'm, I say this, it's like... But Edgar Allan Poe... I was about to, like, reference Edgar Allan Poe, but he was definitely suffering from depression <laughs> while he was doing his writing. <laughs> like, that was... And, and sometimes writing is a way of, like, venting that stuff. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, that, that's where the cry for help comes out, because... Yeah, that's what he's getting at. Yeah. I mean, like, eh, I don't know. I didn't see it that way. It's interesting that you... Saw that you're going that road, but I don't know. Okay, it's possible, but we don't know the person, so there's no way we can know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ki, if you're out there listening to us, let us know how you doing. <laughs> also, sorry that I ripped your story a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all in all, the story is. Sort of interesting, but it falls into the holes that. Don't say many... the T word anymore. I'm so sick of hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> what tropes? Ah! <laughs> that, that's why I said holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Falls into the holes. It falls that into many... the bumps and issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That many creepy pastas fall into. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna recommend it. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, it's um, it was interesting to learn about Mario One Twenty Eight, even though I didn't go deep enough to read the actual Wikipedia entry. Mm-hmm. So I took the the fact section at the start as gospel truth, at least in regards to this story. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about, I could see Nintendo being like, "Should we go a little more edgy? That's what the kids want." But like whether or not, like I think the most they would do is a tech demo to see how it would feel. Yeah, I don't think they would ever actually go through with it. Well, they did. It was called Luigi's Mansion, which they—it's still um, cartoony and lighthearted. Well, and yeah, and that's yeah. as far as they wanted to go with Mario. Like, and again, what I mean, it, realistic, violent. Yeah, that's what it was saying. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion has neither of those. No, I understand. Okay, I understand that. Again, in reality, I don't think Nintendo would ever do that tomorrow. Just said that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the, the story that was portrayed, it didn't feel Mario enough at all. Like, there was... You could replace Mario, Mario with anyone, yeah. and it would still play, do the same story. So yeah. like, it could have been, like, Sonic or... Yeah, Sonic with Robotnik at the end. Exactly, yeah. Or, like, hell, it could have been Link, to a degree. With Ganon at the end, yeah. yeah. Like, it's so... Kirby with King DDD. <laughs> it's pretty bland in yeah. that respect. So they didn't really throw anything Super Mario-y in there. Ha <laughs> Super uh, Mario-y. Unintentional. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but, 
Yeah, the, the way that I would see a more realistic um, Mario game mm-hmm. is essentially, like, the same shit happens. Yeah. Peach gets stolen on everything. And, like, Bowser's, like, holding her for ransom or some shit. And then Mario has to get, like, some of the Toad police to go in with him. Like a SWAT team see, breach. Again, <laughs> like... I know and, like, Mario's going, crawling through the sewer system to get in. <laughs> like a Rainbow Six Siege situation. <laughs> this is the conflicting shit I have. Because, like, again, we're telling the story, like, like that's the cool stuff of the story that I think it should have gone route. Not mm-hmm. this... Not the tropes that they added. I'm sorry, I, added, I said the word. The you did, word. but my like, ears. But you know, you know, you know what I mean, though. Like it, this story uses a bunch of like of of those things. <laughs> those, <laughs> because, but like where we, but we could have gotten like that. Like we could have gotten a game where like it was like a like a an, an alpha kind of version of like a GTA Mario game, like yeah. GTA Mushroom City kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I feel like that would have been a really cool idea, and I think like there those ideas are in this story, but the the person fell into the holes like mm-hmm. like Mikey brought up so it's like like and again like we say like we don't, like I could never see Mario like a Nintendo doing this Mario like type of Mario game but we all love that idea <laughs> like because it's a fan thing it's like it's it's not real it's a, it's our own like interpret it's our own like kind of fiction fan fiction of of a Mario game well I, and I've seen I, I, I can't see them doing what was done in this story where Mario is just sad everyone hates mario and mario yeah. just gives up that's not that, mario no the way that mario has to be portrayed is as a hero and he's always optimistic and he's always like happy he always knows what to do yeah so he has to be like f- like forward and he's like i'm gonna do this and he has to succeed but you could do that in a realistic and violent way yeah and it would still feel like mario it's yeah. just like, you could give Mario a fucking machine gun, and you could still have him feel like Mario, as long as he's still acting like Mario. Or even a flamethrower. I mean, have you seen the, uh, the there's a video yeah. series, there is a video yeah. series called on YouTube Flower. called Mario, on the side. there is a video series on, on YouTube called Mario Warfare. I know, I watched it, it was awesome. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. Or like, there's those, again, like, people do videos like, like, some visual effects people on on YouTube do videos like that all the time, where like, Mario falls through, like, falls down, like, through the hole like, yeah. in, in, the, in the level, and ends up in like, the dark world. Like, and it's like zombie, like, there's just corpses, like, piles of Mario corpses. Yeah, I think I know the video you're talking I about. Exactly, there's like a, yeah. there's like a cannibal uh, uh, Luigi there or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it's like Nuka something uh, is the person. Uh, I might leave it in the description below because it is actually a really good like, I again, that would be a cool like idea for a Mario game or for like a Mario story or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, again, this is why like I don't mean to be hating on the story because it's basically presenting the same kind of fucking ideas that we are literally kitcheningly right now. No, because the, the ideas in this story don't have anything to do with Mario, which we already talked about. Yes. You could replace these they characters with generic, anyone else. They're generic it, game tropes. You could replace yeah. these characters with anyone else, and it would have the exact same story that happens. Yeah. So there's nothing that is Super Mario-y about, about it. This, yeah. But if you if you inject things that are more Mario-esque about it, mm-hmm. so the character still feels like Mario, then that could be still taken down a darker path. Yeah. Whether or not that would actually be put into a game or not, I don't know. Probably not. But that's the but point. But it of would writing. still feel like a Mario game, yeah. where this one does not. And also, like what you're saying, like I don't know if there's actually being a real. The thing is, we're trying to get here is, um, we have to get rid of the whole idea of like, all right, this like this would never happen in a, in a Mario game. Obviously, this would never happen in a Mario game. But that's the beauty of fan fiction and creepypasta shit is that we can write that and speculate. It's speculative fiction essentially. Mm-hmm. So we can like come up with shit like that because we know it's never going to happen, 
but here's a cool fantasy version of that. Well, but what if? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's always the what if. Like that's the kind of the charm I, I think of like hmm. these like these lost episode. And I get that, and I enjoy that. But again, my point is that this yeah. doesn't feel Mario-ish. Okay, that's fair. if there was more Mario injected into it, I would be more down with it. But it's so against what. But Mario, Mario is. is that yes. it doesn't feel like it is. It should be All right. Mario branded. Okay. So we should probably table that for now. Like mm-hmm. your recommendation is no. <sighs> it's a, a partial recommendation. Okay. Because A, it was kind of neat to learn about Mario 128 mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's just like and the execution of the story is very artsy and stuff. And it, it did display itself visually enough that I saw it. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you I, super serious right now? <laughs> I am yeah. super duper serious. What's there is portrayed well. The problem is it shouldn't have Mario tag to it. Mm. If yes. it was anything else, it was just bland characters if of some an, unknown game. Yeah, if it was an original IP. It would be better. Yeah. It wouldn't be awesome. But it would be because better. of how bad wordy it is. Yeah, in terms of with, all the, the, with the T word. Ah. <laughs> My ears. <laughs> but yeah, like I, yeah, like because that's basically what it is. Like yeah. it's not Mario. For some of us, it's not Mario enough. For some of us, it's too tropey. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's just some, a lot of issues with the story. Yeah, it's not ideal, but it gets a light partial recommendation, like the lightest. Of the light recommendations. The dying breath of a recommendation. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the bubbly of a recommendation. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if that's a compliment or... Like a... Whatever Insult the is the opposite. Thank you. I was like, wow. I, my brain is... God, again, my brain has been like... It's been nuked from this. A little bit. So, hopefully our listeners are like... Art can like understand what the hell I'm saying because I'm just saying words now. <laughs> we we all say words, yes. Uh, so I guess that's this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you did, or <laughs> uh, I think this might be the cry for help, Mikey. <laughs> if you like, what... really. <laughs> If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. We're on iTunes, and so you can leave us a review uh, and a rating. That would be really awesome. Uh, you can also send us uh, messages on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the East Ends for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow with that, that W because his name's too long. Um, yeah. And I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Um, if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Look up aldenterigamortis and select the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content, all that stuff. Uh, for our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, even the ones we really don't care for, um, thank you. Because without your listenership, we really we wouldn't have much of a show. And without your stories, the good and the bad and the weird, we really wouldn't have much of a show. So thank you. Until next time. I've been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stand for evil. And I'm the Gamer Neil. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.